It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. Are you ready? Your wedding day. A day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child. And now that it's becoming a reality, don't risk your once-in-a-lifetime event to a once-in-a-while amateur you found on Craigslist. The entertainment you choose for your special day can either make or break your celebration. You can never redo your wedding. But you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional. We make every wedding unforgettable. When what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M-O-O-R-E to M-U-S-I-C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook. M-O-O-R-E to M-U-S-I-C. Also, more to music.com. More to music. More to music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds. Including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends? More to music. Owner operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More to music. M O O R E, the number two, M U S I C. More to music. More to music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. Plus, check out more2music.com. Find out how you could win $500 in karaoke idol. More2music.com. More to music. All of Craig Moore's services offered are available on his webpage, more2music.com. M O O R E, the number two, M U S I C.com. More2music.com. When what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music. More2music.com. All right, race fans, how the hell are you? It's another episode of Race Chat Live with Chris and Craig. I believe we'll have Taz here tonight. We're trying to get a hold of Craig Moore. I know where he's at. Taz, is that you? All right, how about now? I, I hear you now. I hear you. I hear you. So we got Taz here. Uh be joining us tonight as we talk about all kinds of stuff. I, I do want to mention that uh, the 26th annual Coors Light Fall Classic this weekend. Tonight is practice night out at the House of Hook in Why Not Motorsports Park in uh, Why Not Mississippi. Uh, tickets. For Saturday, it's going to be $25 for grandstand admission, at least $35 for pit admission. So, uh, now if you don't have anything to do Saturday night, come on out here. It's $15,000 to win. We got Davenport on the on on the way down here. Uh, we've got quite a few other. Kay Dillard, uh, he's on his way. Uh, just a whole list of uh, big name drivers that are going to come down and race with us this weekend. That's Why Not Motorsports Park, the Coors Light Fall Classic, 26th annual, $15,000 to win. And they are boot scooting and boogieing tonight out of the track. Uh, but uh, we'll have some other things to talk about. Still, no Craig Moore. I mean, come on, Craig. 
you got to learn to stay up a little bit later, man. We just have the boys back tonight, but obviously that's not going to be the way it is. Taz, uh, looks like you're uh, you're the you're my fill-in for the night. How you doing, man? Yeah, we're doing all right. A lot better than last week. Hey, I know. Last week we both left y'all hanging, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, I, and it was actually last week that I did not come in and listen to the show. I, I just, you know, I thought you guys uh, had everything handled, and uh, you know, I've kind of taken a step back uh, as we close out the season here, as we get ready for the 2021 plans and the lineup there. But uh, you know, it's just great to be back in the old cockpit here tonight and uh, talking what I love to talk about, and that's that's racing. So. Uh, We'll make a show out of it, and of course, uh, I'm producing here tonight. So, Taz, I'm gonna sit back and uh, listen to <laughs> listen and see how you carry it by yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Mr. CJ Sports got the night off. He's actually no, he doesn't have the night off. Uh, I should rephrase that. He has a night of working because uh, it's uh, his day job has him right now. Not not the wife. It's the day job. So. Uh, we'll be missing Mr. CJ Sports here now. Hopefully he's listening to us. And a uh, big shout-out to everything that he does, 110 Nation, 110 Nation Sports Talk, 110 Nation. Hey, we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Blog Talk Radio. We're on iTunes. We, you know what? We're on we're, – if, 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 if there's a podcast uh, affiliate, I believe we're on it. So, uh, Spreaker. We got that. We we got it taken care of. The only thing that we're not on right now is Facebook Live and YouTube. So, uh, and uh, we'll 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 try to get some <laughs> some of that worked out as well as we always have been trying to. Uh, but uh, so Taz, uh, it's been a heavy heavy week of news. Um, of course, we've got the uh, um, uh, the Michael Jordan news coming out. We've got uh, the thirty two car. Big news from them. Uh, I thought they were ceasing operations, uh, but no, they have uh, sold their charter. We'll get into that. We'll get into a new number 43, a new driver in the 43 car, and how that'll play out. I I mean, you know, we'll get to it in a minute, but I'm going to tell you right now, Taz, I think Eric Jones took a step back, but it may have been what what he had to do. And uh, it's unfortunate to see a kid with that kind of talent um, having to go to a third-tier ride. Uh, so uh, we'll get into that. And uh, I, you realize I didn't say second-tier. I said third-tier. So uh, hopefully Eric Jones is going to bring some money to the table and uh, it'll help kind of boost them on the food chain a little bit and at least get them to the second-tier uh, because he's got a hell of a lot of talent. We've also got uh, the 88 controversy. And when I say controversy, I'm pretty much speculating that the 88 team will not be around next year. I believe that team will cease operations. And we will either have the reunion of the five car or the 25 car. Uh, And the driver is not yet announced. The guys were running out of players. We pretty much know who's going to wind up over there at Chevy. At Hendrick Motorsports, and I'm, you know, tooting my own horn. I can say I've been knowing it for a long time. Nobody wanted to believe me. Nobody wanted to even think that it could happen, but it has happened, and it's going to happen, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. There is all kinds of stuff. Chase Briscoe going to the 14 car. I mean, 
this was the week for silly season. This is the week that we spend 40 episodes talking about because now all the pieces of the puzzle are lining up. Clint Boyer's retiring. We'll talk about why that's a good move on Clint, and and it will be delightful to the ears uh, come uh, February when they crank up for Daytona, and we won't have so much of Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon. We'll have somebody in there that we can actually pull for, and that's Clint Boyer. But, I mean, you know, we spent one year without DW. Obviously, the fans have spoken. Gordon and Joy was just too much to handle. There wasn't much joy listening to Gordon and Mike Joy. Though I, I respect the hell out of Mike Joy because uh, having to put up with Gordon is, uh, is, you know, I mean, Mike Joy is a trained professional. Um, yeah, Gordon, is he's a trained professional race car driver. Definitely not a good uh, uh, commentator, announcer. And uh, so we've got a whole lot to cover. Uh, I believe uh, Taz has a little bit to talk about about Orange County Fair Speedway. Um, and a whole lot more, man. So uh, we'll get things started here uh, as we go through all these topics. Silly season, uh, the chase. Uh, of course, you know, we've, we've, uh, Joey Logano, he's made his way into that uh, top four spot. That's going to take one of these guys that's accumulated good points and wins all year long. You know, somebody's on the outside looking in now. You've got Harvick. You've got Hamlin. Those two guys are basically unmovable, right? We know that those two guys, unless disaster happens, those two guys are going to take top two spots. But now the guys that are in trouble is Keselowski's in trouble. Chase Elliott's in trouble. Uh, one of these guys, Martin Church Jr., you know, we're, we're going to pick two out of three, right? Those, the, the, and, and still two races to go, Texas and Martinsville, uh, it, it can be decided any which way. Uh, it's definitely – what would be even crazier is if the uh, – you know, like a guy like Martin Church Jr. picks up a win and locks himself in. And, uh, you know, uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Busch. You know, he wins at Martinsville and locks himself in. Then you're looking at Logano, Bush, Truick, and whoever was that, you know, held that top spot, which I believe it would be Harvard based off the win. So it could be interesting, and we we have definitely not sewed it up to the last race of the championship there at Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, It's still a lot that can happen. Of Texas and Martinsville, two very different tracks. Uh, I, I don't know where to start here tonight, Taz. Uh, where, where do you want to start at? <laughs> I did. I don't know how I did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I don't so, know where to. I muted my friend and. Uh, uh, I was wondering why I didn't hear anything coming back somehow, some way. I guess my elbow hit it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm getting used to this producer thing. Y'all hang with me. And and I hope to be the full-time <laughs> producer of this show uh, next but, season. Uh, <laughs> yes, but uh, where, where, do you, where do you want to start at here, Taz? Huh. Well, let's we'll kind of go into playoff prediction towards the end because we'll, we'll have to pick our winning predictions at the end. But, uh Silly season. Oh, my goodness. Um, actually, let me put this out there quick. So, Eastern States weekend, 
um, at Orange County Fair Speedway. They are having it um, like their annual usually does around end of October, early November. Um, they are having it with some fans at limited capacity through via their uh, drive-in section. Um, the great part about it is that we're going to see some big modified names in the Northeast um, compete in it. Um, big blocks are racing. That's the headlining division, of course. And, of course, there's a small block. Um, small block modifieds and then uh, crate 602 sportsmen's in action. Last I knew, if I can pull up the count for pre registration, um, this was from yesterday afternoon. They're looking at over 50 big blocks to qualify for a 38 car field. Um, over 60 small blocks. I'm not sure how many they're going to take. Um, and then 70, over 75 sportsmen. And not sure how many they're going to take there. But a uh, lot of things going down for Eastern States weekend starting tomorrow. Some big blog modified driver names to expect um, would be, of course, from the truck series, Stuart Friesen, um, Matt Shepard, Jimmy Phelps, Larry White, Billy Decker, um, some big-name drivers to go off of, just for example. Um, Some of them will be racing the small block modified field as well. Um, Then, of course, but this is not the biggest-paying Northeast modified race. That happened actually last weekend at Port Royal with $53,000 to win. Um, if anyone saw the video, um, at least the race chat live page shared, um, on Facebook, there was a horrible, there was a terrible crash that happened in turn three in the middle of that 200 lap race at Port Royal with Billy Pouch Jr. Um, luckily for safety equipment and everything, um, he was able to climb out of the car. Um, the result of the accident happening was because the throttle got stuck wide open and unfortunately just kind of had to take of what the car was going to throw at him and hit the wall in turn three, put a hole in the guardrail actually, and uh, did a couple barrel rolls. And um, like I said, he, he climbed out of the car in his own power. Um, he was walking and feeling fine that night. And I'm sure he pretty, I'm, I'm sure he felt sore the next day, but um glad he's okay. And, um, Hopefully he gets back into a car sooner. Hope maybe for Eastern States, but we'll see. Anyway, silly season. Oh, well, let's first introduce the Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan team name because that's been released. The twenty-three XI, I believe, is a team twenty-three XI Racing or something like that. Um, of course, Bubba Wallace, and I believe they have a sponsorship already in. Uh, Root Insurance. Yes. And, yes. of course, the car number. No one saw this one coming. Oh, boy. It's a big old 23. That, that's it. You know, I figured it would be 45 for some reason. I just don't know why. <laughs> I figured it would be 45. <laughs> uh, and he would come in 
when Bubba started sticking the show up, he'd come in mid-season and change it to the number 23, similar to what he did in the playoffs there uh, against Orlando uh, when, <laughs> when when he was taking off the 45, uh, going back to the 23. But, you know, what? who is the most famous guy in the 23? Who You know, I've seen the list of drivers from the 23 camp. And uh, unless you're a fan of, of Mr. Excitement, Jimmy Spencer, or possibly – uh, an Alabama gang fan, you know, Hutch Strickland, uh, you know, it's just uh, not too many, not too many winners in the number 23. So maybe, maybe they've got something going here and uh, that's going to, that's going to be an iconic number. I do not think for one damn minute, Taz, that people understand the complexity of this deal. The fact of it is, is you have Dale Earnhardt and you have Jeff Gordon. You had you have guys who are recognized around the world, and then you have Michael Jordan, who is recognized by everybody around the world. You can go to places in the world, and they don't know who the hell Dale Earnhardt is. They don't know who the hell Jeff Gordon is. But you go anywhere in the world and say Michael Jordan. They're gonna they're 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 gonna light up. They know the name, and that is going to bring something to NASCAR that I don't know if anybody's. You know, we thought Danica Mania was crazy. You know, oh my God, they're never gonna quit talking about Danica Patrick. Boys, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, 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 baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. I promise you. Michael Jordan is going to put NASCAR on a totally different pedestal. Speak for yourself. Uh, uh, first take. Uh, um, uh, what's the un, un, undisputable, whatever it is, with uh, with that crazy guy from Texas and Shannon Sharp. Uh, undisputed. Okay. Guys, I'm telling you right now, all of those shows are going to cover Michael Jordan. Pardon the interruption. You know, you would ne- you would never even get so much as a shout out about NASCAR uh, on these types of news stations in the sports world. But when Michael Jordan brings this team to the cup level, you're gonna you're gonna see that it's not that this team's not just mentioned. It, we're we're gonna be. Uh, What's the what's the best word? Taz, help me out here. We're gonna we're gonna be overwhelmed with the attention yeah. that uh, this team is going to bring to the to our sport to our sport. And I think I it's think, a great thing. Go ahead. I honestly, please. I honestly think with um, now with Bubba getting his attention out there with all of what was going on earlier this year, um, between that and of course Michael Jordan just. Have just having that name in general. Um, this this team with Michael Jordan and of course Bubba Wallace and then uh, Danny Hamlin. There's there should be no question without in my mind, even without Bubba Wallace as their driver, just between Hamlin and Michael Jordan themselves. Um, there shouldn't be an issue in terms of funding for a full season. Now. They do have to prove that this is not a fifth Joe Gibbs racing car. Um, how are they going to do that? Not sure, but 
Um, I'm sure they figure things out um, through the rule book and whatnot. Um, do I expect them to go swinging at the gate early on? Being for a new team, I honestly don't think so. Um, usually, with most new teams, they you know they have their struggles. They um, they see what they can do. Um, but isn't really a new say, team, Taz. This isn't a new team. Well, this isn't I mean, a new it, team. The pit crew is going to come from Joe Gibbs Racing. Cars are coming from Joe Gibbs Racing. This is this is you know the. This is uh, uh, Levine Racing, Furniture Row Racing, times three. I mean, that's what this is. The, well, the pit mean, crews are already trained. You know, they, you're going to pick your crew chief and uh, throw a sponsor on the side of the car, and uh, Mr. Joe Gibbs is going to take care of everything else. TRD. I mean, it, it is, it's a new team, but it isn't. It, it, it's just hard to tell. It. Right now, I think once we really see the direction for Hamlin and Jordan behind the scenes, I think that's when we'll start, you know, creating more of an identity for them. I mean, yeah, people can say, well, this is not really a team, and they can go with agree, and they can go with what you have said. But at the same time, they could go, they could go completely different direction. We no one really knows until they've until they start getting people and whatnot. And like I said, um, as long as Hamlin's driving for Joe Gibbs, and since Joe Gibbs is a four car stable, um, they basically have to prove that this car is not a fifth Toyota or Toyota, a fifth uh, Toyota Joe Gibbs racing car. So they so while they could probably work an alliance type deal. They just have to work around how it's not an actual Joe Gibbs car and that this isn't, you know, a team of their own in their own right. Yeah, the, the whole deal confuses me. First of all, the name 23XI-X1, uh, I feel like I'm trying to read uh, another Elon Musk child name. You know, I mean, you know, uh, like I'm missing something here. Um, I think it could have been a lot easier to call it Jump Motorsports. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, doesn't that sound so much better? <laughs> like Jump Motorsports. Well, why is Hamlin such an important piece to this? And what is what is Hamlin's ownership in this thing? Because we know who's bringing the mega bucks. We know who's who's buying the hauler. We know who's yeah, – I mean, come on. Hamlin has well, millions of dollars. <laughs> Michael Jordan has billions of dollars. <laughs> I see it. I see it this way. While, while, yes, Jordan could bring in the money and the sponsorships and the branding, um, Denny Hamlin in his own right could, you know, bring in some kind of branding, but it has more of an outlook in terms of drivers. Um. So I feel like if, say, for instance, um, Bubba only races for them for one year, okay, now they want to go a different direction and go with a different driver. Not, that's where Denny Hamlin could step in and be like, well, we want this in a driver. 
Like we like Bubba, Bubba did good job in this aspect, but we need a driver that can you know be more well rounded and be more competitive no matter where we go. We want a driver that can you know that can. I think help Dan Hamlin wants to be so much a part of this team that they that the marketing behind it is just it's a myth. I mean, you you wasted a bunch of people's time by calling your team twenty three x one. XI or X, whatever the hell that is. You know, I hired announcers and commentators, and it, it, you didn't even put the number. I mean, it's just that 2311, right? I mean, 2311 motorsports. Hey, you know, a slash right down the, right down the, between the 23 and the 11. We would have, we would have got it, man. But instead, you know, it's like, oh, Danny Hamlin's got to have his name on there. He's got to make sure that he's uh, credited for this, uh, for this deal or whatever. But in the end, we know Denny Hamlin's just trying to make sure that he has a place to go when Joe Gibbs cuts him, right? That's what we I, know here, right? So, well, I I don't understand why they couldn't just keep the Denny Hamlin racing um, into a thing because, like, it's already it's already a brand, it's already a team through um, the esports side of things through their iRacing racing or whatever. So why couldn't they just say, okay, well, we'll keep Denny Hamlin racing on the eSports. Let's expand that brand into the real life in the Cup for, in the Cup Series world. I just didn't. Right. I just don't understand why right. they had to rebrand in terms of that aspect. Unless Michael Jordan kind of said, well, I kind of want to put my name into the team name that way. There, it's not well, it's not all just you. Yeah, this feels like Rick Hendrick, who decided to help Jeff Gordon become a team owner. And, and can anybody explain how that deal is still about? Is 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 Jeff Gordon still the owner of the forty eight? Because I mean, we were told for years, oh yeah, he's the owner of the forty eight. You know, he owns Jimmy Johnson Fried. Is this kind of similar to that? I mean, you know, I guess. You know, NASCAR kind of let that slide up underneath the table, too. Nobody's ever really pointed out to, hey, Gordon no longer uh, – he, he's no longer a driver. And Jimmy Johnson, when did that deal go through? So, it kind of feels just like Denny's being tagged along here for some kind of special, hey, I've got somebody that knows what they're doing uh, that will help Jordan look a little bit better. But Jordan's got the money, and he can afford the people to put the right people in place. We're not talking about a chump change owner. We're talking about, we're talking about a man who's well invested and has a lot of money, and uh, well, get the right people. And, and with his brand and with what he brings to the table, uh, you know, you're 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 hooking yourself up to an iconic brand the moment you sign on with Michael Jordan's race team. And uh, I think in the end, we'll forget that Denny Hamlin's even a part owner. In well, I think with the whole Denny Hamlin racing thing and the eSports side of things, I feel like Michael Jordan kind of said, well, okay, because those two are in partnership with that. Because when that team was, was when Hamlin first announced his own eSports team, he had uh, Michael Jordan with him too, because the first prime, the primary sponsor for his team, for both of their, for both of the drivers under Hamlin's uh, racing team, um, was was Jordan Athletic Wear. So 
you know, Michael Jordan's brand that was all over the cars and whatnot. So Michael Jordan, in a way, had involvement. But I think in terms of the real world, when they brought in for the Cup Series team and the team name, I think Michael Jordan kind of said, well, let's incorporate a little bit of my name in it because now we're on the real side of things. This is where the big bucks are coming in. This is where I can kind of help you instead of the esports side where, yeah, it's, it is growing. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> you're not going to get as much attention or as much money as, you know, the guys that are re- actually hitting the real track. So, you know, I would pay anything right now to have uh, a recorder in one of these, uh, one of these shops where somebody says, Oh yeah. Um, Michael Jordan's going to come in, he's going to throw a bunch of money, and then he's going to be gone. He's never going to win a championship. Because I, if it's one thing I know about Michael Jordan, if he likes, he likes the comp- he loves competition, and he likes to feel like he's fighting for something. And so the first, the first recording in a, in a, in a shop of, you know, I, I think this is, you know, uh, a big mess up, and Jordan's not going to succeed. I, we Jordan's going to have to have that, okay, because there's not a championship that he didn't go out and win that he wasn't mad at somebody, whether it be Carl Malone or Isaiah Thomas or whatever it may be. He's got to have that kind of motivation. In the sport of racing, you get a lot of it. Just unfortunately, it's not ever really said to your face. It's more said behind behind your back. Uh, but Jordan, he will get this figured out. And I hope what we are doing is inviting a owner who's going to stick around for a very, very, very long time. Like I said, why the hell think, didn't they just call this up Motorsports or uh, Michael Jordan Motorsports or Hamlin, Hamlin Jordan Motorsports, the 23X1, XI, I just, it just seems that they messed, they've, this is already going the wrong, the wrong way. <laughs> Well, like I said, I don't expect them to be, you know, competing for wins or top ten like right off the bat. Um, I mean, granted that it is Daytona that obviously we're going to be starting at. Um, And, of course, we all know how Daytona is. It's a plate track. Anything happens as long as you're in the right place, right time, um, that kind of deal. Um. Maybe they can be competitive at that point because we know Bubba Wallace, he's done well at Daytona. Um, but in terms of outside of plate tracks, I like I said, when it comes to driver's course, I think Bubba's got the talent. It's just a matter of the speed. I don't know. Like I said, I don't think they'll come out swinging just yet. I wouldn't expect it. But I would expect them to come out swinging as the season progresses. So I would, I would probably say put Bubba in like top twenty, and then I would probably say after a few races he should be com- he should be like competing for like top tens and going up what? and up top at that point. What? Well, because well, because hold on, hold on, hear me out. Because you have Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's a driver who wants to win. We all know that because we're all seeing how Hamlin is right now. Bubba, we all know his drive and compete. He know, we all know Bubba's got the talent to drive up front and compete. No. Jordan's got no, the money. Don't. 
We know we know the <laughs> we know the equipment's gotta be coming in for that. Yeah. I think you got a mediocre driver. I really do. I think you got a mediocre driver, uh, who's not gonna give you the results versus the money that it's gonna take to invest. And Bubba is just a short part time uh band aid to, to something that as I said before, you put Denny Hamlin in his own car and I expect Denny Hamlin to win. You take everything that he's done this year and you put him in a Michael Jordan owned car next year that just basically moved everything over to a new number and a new shop. Uh, you're taking all your equipment with you. You're taking everything that you were, that you had to be successful this year. Look, my friend, Taz, he's going to win. He's going to do just as good as he did last year or this year, next year. I'm confused now. But anyway, you've got a mediocre driver in Bubba Wallace who's a top 20 at best, a top 20 driver. But, but you're saying that when you're saying that – you're saying that when he hasn't even been in a top tier ride yet. Ever? He's, he's, he's been, been in Richard in Petty. He's been in. He's been in Richard Petty Motorsports Cup equipment. That car has not been very competitive at all, even with Almarola behind the wheel. We've all seen where Almarola can. Put, can put a car if you give him the chance for it. We've seen it at Stuart Haas. Well, unfortunately, this year didn't go his way, but Almirola has shown that he can he can run up there, and he yeah. came from the 43. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, his entire time in the truck series and the Xfinity series, he was never a part of a top-tier ride? I mean, he had he had... He had Roush, but unfortunately the funding wasn't there. He didn't have the funding for it. <laughs> and he was running top ten for both of for most of that time he was there. Yeah. And that's why Joe Gibbs let him go ten years ago, right? Eight years ago. Because he didn't have enough talent. He didn't have enough money. Couldn't no, be the all together. Joe Gibbs, if you listen to the Sports interview, doesn't does ever bring in a damn dollar for the sport and rides around in a non-sponsored car. At the time, Rouse Racing was a top-notch team, especially in the Xfinity. I mean, he had just promoted two drivers, Trevor Bain and Ricky Stenhouse. Both of them drivers come off a very successful Xfinity Series campaign. So, you know, this was before the actual fall, complete fall of Rouse Racing. Uh, if you look at, I think Bubba is a you, mediocre driver. I think, you know, you look at Matt Diamondetto, and we see spurts, right? We see spurts of a good driver. We've watched Bristol. We've watched Talladega. We've seen him run good at California. Tell me that other than Talladega and Daytona, where Bubba Wallace runs good at? Does he run good at the road see. course? Has does he? Let's see. Um, if we remember Bubba's rookie year, he did finish top three. If it wasn't top three, that was top five at Daytona in the 500. Um, I'm not sure if this was his rookie season or if it was I think it was his rookie was, year when he ran or something else. Was he was, no, he, he, he still did for Eric Amarillo his first full time season with Richard Petty Motorsports. He finished second in the Daytona. 
Bubba's that's first. That's a restrictive plate race that takes it took somebody to make sure that he was in the second. Well, well, he didn't you, earn that on you mentioned you mentioned De Benedetto running well through like Talladega. That's a plate track. So is Daytona. So that's why I mentioned that there. And then we all, and you also mentioned Bristol. Well, Bubba, he took that 43 one year and drove through the freaky field, was even leaning laps at Bristol. On a pit stop strategy. And I know exactly which one you're talking about. A couple of years ago, and it was, oh, everybody was so happy. It was the, Mar- it was the, it was the springtime race. I remember it very clearly. And everybody was like, oh, look at this. The 43 is out front. He was on a pit stop strategy. It, it wasn't even, you know, it was one of those. Hey, Richard Petty's finally up front. I'm telling you, it, you know, we'll see midseason that, you know, he, he, of course, you know, people probably give him a pass and say, oh, it's because it's a new team and they're not hitting on all the cylinders. But but within a year or two, uh, we'll see that the Danica mania with Bubba Wallace and the Michael Jordan team will soon fade out. And if Michael Jordan uh, wants to continue uh, to be a car owner in NASCAR, then he's going to have to go out and find him some real talent. Somebody like a Chase Briscoe. Somebody like uh, uh, Chase Elliott. Somebody, you know, look at what Chase Briscoe has done in the Xfinity Series, man. That kid is but, raw talent, as That kid is I raw will, talent. Now, what's going to happen when he gets into the 14 car? He's not going to be, he's not going to look as talented. But guess what? Chase has a couple of years that we can write him off and say, hey, he's going to have a learning curve. Bubba Wallace has been around a long time, man. He's been around a long time, and he's never had the kind of season that Chase Briscoe has put down. You know, or even Eric Jones, uh, Chase Elliott. I mean, you know, we're, we're not talking about a top-tier driver. You're also mentioning Joe Gibbs cutting him off to said, do you realize in an interview that Tony Stewart did when he signed Chase Briscoe that – between basically Gibbs and Toyota that they signed so many drivers that at the point it's just kind of like, where do we put them? I mean, if you look at Noah Gregson, where, where is he now? He's in Chevy. You look at an up and coming driver in Haley Deegan. She's at Ford. If you look, I mean, well, he's another one. He's in Chevy with Hendrick. The, the defense is out. And I and I'll you know as we move on to the next subject, I'll let it be that this is a continuing story, and that I will go on public record and say I believe Bubba Wallace is a mediocre driver. He's not a bad driver. He's a I wear my hat backwards kind of driver. You know he's he's not all foot to the floor. He 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 worries about a Joey Logano. He's he's a captain. He's he's a guy that you want to go to war with. Joey Logano doesn't have friends in the garage. He doesn't try to meet a certain quota. He says he doesn't even enjoy racing, Taz, because it's a job to him. And if he's not winning, he's not having fun. So, you know, I mean, while we go on this popularity tour with Bubba Wallace, and you've got a guy like Joey Logano who's not trying to be Mr. Popular. He's trying to get some wins. And in the end, I want a Joey Logano over a Bubba Wallace. There's a lot of treadmill that comes with Bubba Wallace, and there's a lot of this extra yapping, yapping, yapping that goes with Bubba Wallace. 
Okay, we've seen the same thing with Danica Patrick in the sports world. We've seen it with Tim Tebow. We've seen it with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, it's, you know, there's certain points and times where it's the, all the back static actually hurts the player or the driver instead of helps them. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not sold. Now, like I said, and I'll leave it on record to say, Denny Hamlin drives his own equipment. You're looking at a top-notch team. You're looking at wins right out the door. You know, you move Martin Truex over there, and maybe, you know, this is the second satellite team. I really think that Joe Gibbs wants this to be a true satellite team, similar to the way that Stuart Haas was spawned from Hendrick Motorsports. Of course, you know, Joe Gibbs, he knows that success is built by the people around you. And uh, being that Michael Jordan has that fat pocketbook, uh, he's definitely looking to cash in on that type of uh, influence. But uh, so, I, I, you know, what's your closing, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go to the next. Well, well, what's, what do you want on record here to say, Pat? I say they won't they, – after Daytona, if that goes well for them, that goes well, um, they, will not, they will not come out to some of these mile-and-a-half tracks um, – Maybe they might be knocking on the door in short tracks and road courses, um, but I do not expect them to come swinging and be a top ten tier competitive. I wouldn't expect that right off the gate. I would say give it a little bit of time. Um, I would, I would guess Bubba to be around top twenty um, for a good portion of the season. Um. But I wouldn't expect him to be running a little bit higher than that as the season progressed. I wouldn't. Do I wouldn't you or do you to, not expect Bubba Wallace to make the twenty twenty one chase? I would. I would say that. Then you, then you that, and I are on the same page. Hold on. Page. Hold, on, hold, on, hold, hold, on hold on. I would say he's nearly <laughs> missed by points. Nearly. He'd be competitive for it, but nearly missing by a few points. So so you're going on record to say he's going to finish 17th in points. Thank you. I would say 17th, 18th, the absolute worst. Five points out from the cut. I wouldn't go specific number. I wouldn't go specific number, but he would nearly miss. But I would say 17th. Eighteenth, the absolute worst. You know, it makes me wonder in this situation if you had uh, maybe a, a Martin Truex or a Christopher Bell there in that sixteenth spot as you closed out the chase next year in twenty twenty one. If something similar that, that that's happened to uh, Kyle Larson and our friend Kurt Busch, how they mysteriously blow a motor in the final round of the of the of the playoffs, right? Isn't that suspicious that Kurt Busch blew a motor the same way that Kyle Larson blew a motor a couple of years ago that took him out of the chase? I mean, I just find that to be so weird, especially that, you know, I mean, Hendrick Motorsports motors have been so strong all year long, but golly gee, you get down to the playoffs and, I mean, you grenade one. Ain't that something? You know, it just kind of seems like that's probably the way that you uh, eliminate your competition. So, uh, Bubba Wallace, you better watch out. You're going to have some haters out there. 
Now, we've got a lot more to cover, a lot more to cover. And I want to thank Tad for being here uh, tonight. And uh, he's, he's gotten so much used to uh, to my uh, uh, my antagonizing uh, method that I use. So if he gets a little if he gets a little hairy tonight, then uh, uh, just know that we're doing it for the entertainment purposes uh, of our fans and our listeners. Um, go on to a little bit in lighter subject, okay? Eric Jones. We've talked about Bubble Wallace. We talked about Eric Amarola. The lack of success that's found in the 43. I personally believe that Eric Jones is one of the most talented uh, drivers in the garage. But you're not going to be able to see that talent in the 43 car. And uh, I have concerns now of where this is going to take Eric Jones and his career. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting your thoughts on that. What do you think about Eric Jones going to the 43? Richard Petty. I... I the team that wasted $100 million of Smithfield bacon money and, and, and had nothing to show for it. Nothing. Nothing. I think with Eric Jones, um, I think he's got the talent to outperform where that car should be. The question is going to be his funding and who he's got in terms of the crew in terms of, I would say he's probably on top of the box for his crew chief. Um, Because for quite a while, when Jones was released from Gibbs and Bell came in to replace him, it was hard to tell of where he could go. And some people said, well, he can go with the 48 team because Allies already committed to sponsorship to that car for a full for at least that entire year. And Jones would be covered because Jones doesn't really bring much of funding, if any, no matter where he goes. Um so people say, Well, he he would be better fit with a forty eight. He's got the talent for it. Um he's got he's only been in cup for a few years. So he's got a lot of room to grow and build his cup career. Um, I just Got me there? Are you got me back here? Um, 
I'm hoping you can hear me here. That was weird. I had to watch you for a bit and then to call back in. Are you ready? Your wedding day. A day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child. And now that it's becoming a reality, don't risk your once-in-a-lifetime events to a once-in-a-while amateur you found on Craigslist. The entertainment you choose for your special day can either make or break your celebration. You can never redo your wedding. But you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional. We make every wedding unforgettable. When what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M-O-O-R-E to M-U-S-I-C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook. M-O-O-R-E to M-U-S-I-C. Also, more to music.com. More to more to music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds. Including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends? More to music. Owner operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More to music. M O O R E, the number two, M U S I C. More to music. More to music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. Plus, check out moretomusic.com. Find out how you could win $500 in Karaoke Idol. Moretomusic.com. More to music. All of Craig Moore's services offered. All right. We appreciate Craig Moore and his promo there. Taz, are you here? Are you here? Can you hear me? Do you got me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Something must have been on my end. I had to hang up and recall in myself. Uh, so, uh, you were... You were giving your statement about uh, about Eric Jones and what you expected out of the forty three team, being that you know I, I, I'm, I'm going record and say I believe Eric Jones has a lot of talent, and uh, you know this is a, a ride that's below him, but at the same time when you see the route that Matt Diamondetto and Alex Bowman and others have had to take to get where they are, it's not underneath him. So uh, this could be actually. This could be the most talented driver in the 43 seat ever uh, outside think, of Bobby Hamilton. Like I said, I think I he's got – I believe he has a talent to outperform where that car should be. But my concern is, A, the crew chief, if he's got a good pairing with him and knows what they're doing, and, B, how much funding is not only with um, the 43 team – but how much money did Jones bring in to kind of help boost a little bit? Um, because a lot of the rumors had speculation that he would go to the 48 because he has nothing, no sponsorship to worry about because Allie's back in the ride for the whole entire year. Well, now that Bowman's going to the 48, um, and obviously it seemed like Hendrick didn't really have much of say with Jones, if anything at all, um, of having him join his team for 2021. Now we know Jones is to 43. It just makes me wonder how much funding, if any, did Jones bring in on his own besides what's already there at, at Petty Motorsports. So I think, I think Jones, um, 
if I go talent wise, he should be running top twenty. Um, if I have to base it solely off of um, where the car will probably run, um, because of you know, in terms of money deals, but not so much on his talent, I'd probably say mid twenties. I don't want to give uh, Jones. I need to step back and probably reboost a little bit of his career. I mean, with Joe Gibbs, he was he only had two wins, um, and I think that ride, unfortunately, could have been up there um, competing for wins more often. Um, it's seeming that you already have Kyle Busch. Jenny Hamlet and Martin Truex Jr. Um, and even at Carl Edwards at one point when Suarez wasn't there in that 19 car, they were competing for wins. I mean, yeah, you could say Matt Kenseth. I mean, but Kenseth was kind of falling out of his career on his own. Um, but Eric Jones, this is a young, this is a young new driver. And I think that with, him and the three drivers and Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Truex, if those three are winning and those and their cars are competing up there um, for wins or top fives, even top tens, week in, week out, why isn't Jones up there as much as the other three? It just makes me concerned a little. I think a lot of us want to believe that Eric Jones has talent. What we will find out in 2021 is whether or not that is the truth. Because, sure, you're always speculating that he could be the fourth driver at Joe Gibbs Racing. We all know how that fourth driver in whatever organization, it's always the fourth driver, right? I mean, even uh, uh, even Stuart Haas has the fourth driver. Kendrick has always had the fourth driver. And that's, you know, the guy that just doesn't compete like the rest of them. Even though the name may be there, the namesake may be there, because the, 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 the performance isn't there. This is probably a holdover year for Eric Jones because if he comes in and he shows that, hey, I can outperform what the ability of this car is, then I'm, I expect Eric Jones to be looked at in the 2022 season as a possible candidate to replace somebody over at Penske Racing. And, uh, you know, Penske is going to have one more year here where they, you know, you've got Logano, Blaney, and Keselowski. And uh, possibly, you know, Cindric. You know, he's going to be going to the uh, Wood Brothers machine. So, you know, if Penske wanted to make a move and maybe get, you know, let Ryan Blaney go or possibly a Keselowski retirement or something to that effect, uh, then you would be looking at maybe an Eric Jones or a Matt DiMendetto to step up into uh, one of those top-tier rides. You think Cindric would go to Wood Brothers? In 2022, yeah, Cindric is already is already destined to the Wood Brothers for the 2022 season. I mean, um, there is there is that knock, but I think of it this way: is um, Brad was already um, Brad was kind of almost at the door at Penske before he signed um, an, an extension there, but I. I mean, we could see Cindric go over into that number two car. I mean, that that is an option. I mean, I'm not saying that – I'm not neglecting the fact that Cindric can go to Wood Brothers. 
I'm still open to that fact, but I'm just kind of opening different options because, I mean, if Keselowski doesn't go past 2021 with Penske, it goes, A, where does Keselowski go? And, B, this is another option for Sindrick to go. And this is a top-tier right. ride that Sindrick's going to. Right. Well, if you go back to Kurt Busch's career, right, we've seen him in the James Finch car, and he had to get out of that pretty quick. There, there was just no – there was nothing in that car uh, that, that was going to help uh, Kurt Busch catapult his career. But, unfortunately, Kurt Busch was at a point in his career where he had to make that step back. The very next year, he goes to Furniture Row Racing, right? This is pre-Matt uh, Martin Truex. This is pre-the championship. This is pre-Barney you know, Barney Weiser spending way much more money than he ever intended to. Kurt Busch had a very, very good year that year, and there was performance out of Furniture Row Racing for the first time in literally its, a, its entire existence. Sure, Reagan Smith got a Southern 500 win, no doubt. You can't take that from him, but that car never was, you know, competitive almost every week. When, when Kurt Busch drove that car, he earned the name Outlaw. He was driving a black race car and was driving the hell out of that thing. It kind of opened the door for Truex to make that leap over to Furniture Row Racing after he was, uh, you know, kind of let go from Michael Waltrip Racing and the demise of Michael Waltrip, uh, of Michael Waltrip Racing in the um, uh, Napa fiasco, which, of course, Napa says they're stepping away from motorsports only to jump in bed with Chase Elliott and the rest is history. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is one of those deals where Eric Jones, he can learn something from it. He can go out there and perform to his best of ability. He can prove to others that he is worthy. And maybe an, another opportunity will come open. But if if Richard Petty Motorsports can continue uh, to bring in new marketing partners such as DoorDash and Cash App and uh, several other, you know, companies that Columbia Sportswear, we don't know who's of these sponsors are going with Bubba Wallace because I'll be honest with you, I thought it was some of these sponsors that were taking Bubba Wallace to the 23 car, but you know, uh, obviously Root is an insurance company that I've never heard of. I believe but, uh, they're coming I in. believe I believe Columbia went with Bubba um, because I do believe there's a multi-year contract between Columbia and Bubba to be a public spokesperson or something. Um, so I think so I think with Bubba leaving the 43, Columbia went with him. I'm not sure about okay, the other so, sponsorships you mentioned. Right, right, and then some of those details have yet to be announced either. So, you know, we're kind of up in the air on that. Hopefully, uh, Eric Jones will, uh, uh, you know, uh, bring in some maybe you know lower partner partnerships, uh, lower uh, uh, marketing partnerships, I should say. And, uh, you know, similar to the way that Front Row Motorsports is able to market their cars. Um, but there again, I'm not looking for anything outrageous in performance-wise from the 43. I do believe that the 43 has the best driver that they've had in a very, very long time. That also is saying that I believe that Eric Jones is a better driver than Bubble Wallace. May I add that? Because I do believe... Eric Jones has more talent than Bubba Wallace. It's just Eric Jones doesn't have money or the backing behind him. And we all know why Bubba does. So uh, we'll just keep that on the earmark and uh, move on along. 
So today it was announced that. Uh, are, do you have anything? To, do you have anything to finish on the forty-three cards? Would, would you like to put anything out there as you know your public statement? I agree in the aspect. I believe Jones is a has more has more talent than Bubba, but I I would either expect um, Jones to be running where the car normally would be, which is like outside the top 20, probably mid-20s, um, based upon, like, the money and whatnot. But I think in Jones' talent, I think he can outperform where that car should be and probably run inside the top 20, maybe knocking on the door for top 10, depending on the track. But I wouldn't expect so much out of it. I think Jones kind of needs to make some noise on his own with the 43 car if he plans on trying to reboost his uh, cup career, kind of like how Kurt Busch did. So the the raging bull in the room is the question mark of who goes to Hendrick Motorsports. Obviously, there's a driver that's going to go there. Obviously, it's not going to be just now, gear. <laughs> Or Noah Gregson. Uh, the Gregson's um, done next thing for another year, so I give him a I would give him a year before he moves up with Hendrick, I think. Uh, I just don't know. Is there room? I don't think there's room uh, because Kyle yeah. Larson will be announced eventually as the guy who replaces Jimmy Johnson at. Uh, at Hendrick Motorsports, I, I believe Alex Bowman will, you know, pull one out of his hat again next year and uh, prove his worthiness. Um, I think Noah Gradison uh, is on the outside looking in. Not all these guys that are competitive in the Xfinity Series is going to make it to the Cup Series. And if they do make it to the Cup Series, they're not going to be in top-notch rides because, let me tell you something, my friend, we are running out of seats to fill. Yeah, uh, I think I think honestly, um, obviously everyone's pointing the nose at Larson. Um, it's been speculated for quite some time now, and I'm not going against it. I have, I would say, 90% confidence Larson is going in that missing Hendrick ride. Um, <clears throat> my concern in terms of well, we talked about Gregson earlier. I think right now, I think next year for Hendrick Wise, I believe eyes are going to be on William Byron. Um, the reason why I say this is because um, Bowman's basically, even though he's with Hendrick, he's kind of getting, in a way, he's kind of giving a, getting a new team, per se. Um, so, it I mean, I would say give Bowman a year in that, and then I, I guess um, twenty twenty two will kind of be like his make or break year. See where that goes. Um, I believe Chase Elliott at this rate is basically poster boy for Hendrick for I don't know how many years to come. Um, <clears throat> and then if Kyle Larson comes in, well, it's going to be Chase Elliott against Kyle Larson, pretty much. And then I just don't. Unfor- and unfortunately, William Byron. I think next year will be his. Um, does he stay an extra year, or do we cut the ropes on him and move Noah Gregson up? Um, I, I, I guess 
you know, it's going to be between William Byron and Alex Bowman. Uh, one of those guys may not make the cut after next season. It really, you know, by the way of William Byron, it looks like uh, sponsorship could be issues uh, for him. I had made a prediction at the beginning of the year that William Byron would have more wins in the Hendrick organization than anybody, and I have magnificently failed at that prediction. Um, do I think that William Byron has a lot of talent? Yeah, buddy. Um, is he in the seat to be the most talented driver at Hendrick Motorsports? Not with Kyle Larson there, and I think that this is gonna this is gonna be a begrudge uh, to Chase Elliott as well. I'm sure Chase doesn't want Kyle Larson to come uh, invade into his territory because he is a wanted man, and uh, that's of course gonna take uh, some limelight away from the golden child. And uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, there is some concern within the Elliott camp. Um, that being that Larson is headed to Hendrick Motorsports, that this could take away a little bit of the flash and flair uh, that Elliott seems to have by being the uh, the senior driver at Hendrick Motorsports. Because, you know, up until this year, Jimmy Johnson has been daddy daycare for Jimmy Johnson. It's really funny because now the daddy daycare, uh, and now – when you turn on the sign at night, it's going to say Harvick. <laughs> now Harvick is going to be uh, the 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 head center of Daddy Daycare with uh, Chase Briscoe and, and Cole Custer over at Stuart Haas Racing. But uh, you know, you know, he, 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 of course, you know, Chase Elliott was probably looking very much forward to being the uh, the man at Hendrick Motorsports. And when you're bringing in Kyle Larson, uh, it's, you know, you're going to have to share some of that limelight. And, uh, of course, you have a person who's like Alex Bowman and William Byron. I'll be real honest with you. I don't think Alex Bowman fits it at Hendrick Motorsports. Alex is too hes too much of an introvert. He's, uh, he's not very well-spoken. He's not, uh, you know, he's not the, the, the favorite. He tries to have some kind of personality, and I give Bowman credit for that. Uh, but deep down, Bowman's just a dirt track driver, man, who, you know, got, it, got into a real good spot. And uh, had uh, a guy by the name of Dale Earnhardt Jr. who uh, stood up for him and, and said a couple words. And look at Eric Jones. It didn't work out too well for him. And several years later, being that he got the nod to Kyle Busch. But, you know, there again, it did get him to the position that he was at, uh, similar to Alex Bowman. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think things are going to be challenging over Hendrick Motorsports, especially bringing in a big personality like Kyle Larson. I do believe Kyle Larson is the guy going there. There's nobody else. I mean, unless Corey LaJoy is <laughs> the big announcement. I mean, that would be the, the head turner of uh, the 2020 season that Corey LaJoy is headed to Hendrick Motorsports. I just don't see that. Um, it, I don't know where Corey LaJoy would go at this rate. Um, maybe Xfinity. At this point, I, I don't even know. Um, that even thinks about with Ty Dillon, too, because he's without a cup ride. But if I were Ty Dillon, I would go down to Xfinity, race for Pops, and uh, run for a championship. 
That's my opinion. I think Chase had a lot. I mean, uh, Chase. I think that uh, Ty had a lot better um, opportunity if Austin had not won. Austin and Tyler Reddick were a hell of a combination this year. There was a big surprise in cup racing, and it was how well those two cars ran, the eight car and the three car. And unfortunately, you know, Ty being the younger brother, he's just not going to get his spot at Pep Hall's uh, race team. And uh, it's unfortunate for Ty, but if, if he'll take a step back now and get into the ownership side, get into the business side, uh, then Ty will wind up having a pretty successful career, just not as a driver. Um, I think that that's where Ty needs to understand that, hey, you know, but I need to support Papa's organization and uh, become a, an inner piece to that and, and, and not so much focused on his driving career. And now, as you said, he would probably do really good if he ran for an Xfinity championship, but I believe uh, that he's above that and could be better placed in the you know, inner workings, similar to Ben Kennedy, man. Ben Kennedy was a decent driver, uh, but he has found his spot in the inner workings of NASCAR. And so, you know, Ty's got a place to go to. He's going to have a job in NASCAR. He's going to have a job at his football shop and, uh, you know, find that place for him. Maybe, maybe he can uh, help lure some better marketing partners over to the Richard Childress Racing Program. Um. Let's see, what else, man? We have covered a lot already. I know we've still got a few other drivers that we haven't mentioned. Chase Briscoe. Holy hell. I just don't know if I've seen that one coming. I really don't. Chase Briscoe, well, I, I would never guess nine wins, okay? I would have never, been never in a million years guessed nine Xfinity wins, right? It's too much talent, right, for one guy to get that many wins. That's he is the successor now to Clint Boyer, and he is going to that 14 machine. He's going in and ready to win. Unfortunately, the 14 car doesn't win very much. Neither does the 10 car. Neither does the 41 car. The only car that seems to win all the time at that organization is actually Kevin Harvick, and you know I just haven't put my haven't put my hands around why. Uh, these guys not as talented. I'm, no, they're not. I know that. But, you know, we should see more success out of the other three teams than just Harvard, right? I mean, you know, but just, you know, there again, well, put it this you know, way. not every organization can be Joe Gibbs. Put it this way. Um, that 41 car, it's the weakest of all the four that Stewart has. Um I mean, you can look at who's driven it in terms of, like, um, Kurt Busch, Daniel Suarez, now Cole Custer. Um, I mean, you can make the argument one way or another, but, I mean, with that 41 car, it's not competing for wins as much as some people would probably think. It just doesn't make that much noise in per se. Um, and no matter who you had, I mean, yeah, Kurt Busch had a few wins in that car, but not, I mean, if you pick, if you're trying to pick a driver to win a race, um, and you had to pick which Stuart Haas car could do it, nine times out of 10, you ain't going to pick the 41. 
with Kurt Busch in it. Um, Suarez was the same deal, and Custer was Custer this year is basically the same deal. I mean, yeah, you can say, well, Custer's a rookie, but um, I mean, he's in he's unfortunately in the weakest car of the team. Um, now, when he won earlier this year, everyone was surprised. They're just like, whoa, Cole Custer, like, where did he come from? I think if Custer can develop and outperform that car once he gets used to everything, um, that car will be competitive. We know the 14 car is competitive. Um, I mean, no one could have predicted earlier this year saying, oh, Chase Briscoe is going to have nine wins when we enter the playoffs or or at this point in the in the racing season. No one probably could have predicted that. Um, if they did, dang, I wanted to put the, I want them to play the lottery cards for me. Um, but I think with Briscoe, how he's doing this year, um, I, I, I can't, I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't have expected that earlier this year, but I really think Briscoe, um, will put like a competitive edge on the rest of the team, kind of like how, um, with RCR, Tyler Reddick moving in this year, um, it gave in the, a competitive boost um, within the team. Because, I mean, the last few years with RCR, he, Austin Dillon, he won at Charlotte. Um, people say that was kind of a kind of a luck deal. And then Daytona, kind of the same deal. He was just right place, right time. Um, but how much has Austin really done in the three car though? Um, other than, other than those two races really. And then now you put Tyler Reddick in the eight car and all of a sudden, um, both cars are competing. And I think it's that young hungry edge or you just needed that fierce competitor teammate that you needed to kind of help push you along and I think with Briscoe going up into that 14 car, I think we might see some more competitive, competitive side out of the Storehouse stable as a whole. Yeah. Um, I think that Briscoe is a talent, a generational talent. <laughs> I'll go on record and say it. I didn't see this coming. Um, I think that he is in position. When Stewart, when Tony Stewart retired, we didn't expect Clint Boyer to become Tony Stewart. We did expect Kevin Harvick to become Tony Stewart. And Kevin Harvick definitely proved that he was ready to fill those shoes. Kevin Harvick, his career is winding down. Yeah, it's hard to say that when he's out there winning, but we've seen how fast it fell for Jimmy Johnson. It's going to happen for Kevin Harvick. Chase Briscoe will carry this franchise into the next into the next millennium. And it's the same way Chase Elliott has done with the Hendrick Motorsports. Chase Briscoe is going to, you know, give him a couple of years. He's going to carry this this organization on his shoulders. He is the next generational talent. It's always the guy that you didn't expect. It's always the guy that comes out of the blue. Chase Briscoe is that guy. I, maybe I eat my words two years from now. Maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about and will be proven wrong. 
but I, I, I feel like there was no fluke. This guy has what it takes to win, and he's gonna he's gonna have a learning curve just like the rest of them. Can I predict that he gets a win next year? Sure, I'll I'll I would bet more money that he gets a win than than not. Right? I mean, if it was sixty, I would say sixty forty that he gets a win. But it's gonna take two or three years for that talent to 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 rise. Right? It's gonna take two or three years, but you know, Harvick. In two or three years, he's not going to be racing cup anymore. And that organization needs somebody like Briscoe to carry the torch. It's not going to be Amarola. <laughs> you know, it wasn't going to I be think, Boyer. I think with Briscoe, too, and Stuart has said it in, in, uh, in at least two interviews that I've listened to, Stuart sees a lot of himself in Chase Briscoe in terms of driving talent. It was the driving right. background that Briscoe went through. So I think with I honestly with Stuart saying that, I think we really have a true potential driver. Um I, I would say he I, I I'll go ahead and say um I'll predict he gets he gets one win next year. Um but I, I would say ne- next year I wouldn't expect him to go, you know, full swing and out of the gate. Um I would think he would make some noise and put that 14 car where we think he should be or where we think it should be. Um, I just think that in terms of, I would give him a couple of years to kind of, you know, give him like a multiple win season, maybe be a threat for a championship. Um, I really do believe Chase Briscoe is the longest haul for Stuart Haas. Um, if Custer can get a little bit more of a boost, like say put him in, like say put him in the four or put him in the in the ten with a little extra funding than Almirola has, I think Briscoe and Custer could carry Stuart Haas as a whole for the team, not just one driver, but I, I mean, just like as a team per se. Because we also we, we all saw how we saw how Briscoe and Custer worked together as a two car tandem in Xfinity last year. I think those two are the bright spots for Cup this year, or not this year, but for the future to come. I really do think so. Interesting. I you know I think Custer uh, is in a similar uh, position that Cindric is in. You know, it's daddy's money. Um, I like Custer. I think that he's uh, – I think he looks like Rick Hendrick. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know that people want to laugh at me when I say that. But, uh, you know, I mean, I have my opinion. You have yours. I think he looks just like Rick Hendrick. And uh, I don't know why. Um, but uh, he definitely has had a successful Xfinity career and didn't – Take long to put that 41 into victory lane in the Cup Series. And, you know, Custer could be one of those uh, guys that uh, somebody's got to take the helm, right? Somebody's going to have to be the guy, right? And so uh, as you have these older cats that are retiring, uh, Custer could most definitely put his name in the hat as one of the top dogs in the sport. He's definitely uh, been – 
uh, over he, he's exceeded expectations, my expectations, all the way to the cup level. Um, do I think that he's probably in cup because of his father? Yeah, I think that's the whole reason for Cedric being brought up. Um, but hey, you know, sometimes uh, you'll find a, a generational talent that uh, didn't, uh, you know, uh, what they call when uh, uh, when you have uh, was it what is it? Oh, come on, help me, Dad. Um, uh, with a little bit of that privilege there, you know. Uh, some people like Briscoe, they had to fight for their way to get to the Cup Series. Just hearing Chase Briscoe say five years ago he was volunteering in an ARCA shop with a dream to make it to Cup, and now he's going into the 14 car, the car that Tony Stewart made famous and won a championship in. Wow. You know, a kid from Indiana uh, who, who gets to now drive for his idol. That's amazing, dude. It's an amazing story, you know. Um, I like those stories so much better than, yeah, I come in on the curtails of my father. Uh, yeah, I was a big Dale Jr. fan. Look, but it was it was, it was was Earnhardt dying that made me a Jr. fan. It was Earnhardt getting killed and Jr. saying, I'm going to do this regardless of the consequences, you know. Junior could have walked away from the sport there. Nobody would have nobody would have judged him. They would have said, Oh God, you know, his daddy died tragically, you know. But now Junior fought for the sport for seventeen years afterwards. And uh that was what made me a fan of Dale Junior. He learned how to succeed without his father. And I think a lot of people took and, that away from him. If his father he, would have been alive through his whole career, we probably, you know, it would probably be the same story like Chase Elliott. Look, you know, that guy, he's been in the best equipment since he was 15 years old. He's never had to prove I mean, anything he, in his life. He's had a silver spoon his whole freaking life. Good Dale Jr., though, too. The reason why he got respect, not only as a driver, but in terms of team ownership, I mean, he brought in Brad Keselowski. And look at Keselowski now. Um, he he kind of helped bring in William Byron. He he's now working with um now with Allgaier making a home in Xfinity. Um, Allgaier he in Chase. Is, right. is up there. <laughs> it, yeah, he brought yeah. he brought in Chase too. He brought in Chase. Um, he's gonna be bringing in Gregson. I mean, he's won multiple championships as a team owner as well. All right. And. That's a, yeah, Reddick's another one too. But I think I think Reddick unfortunately kind of I don't know if, how in terms of equipment wise for Reddick with Hendrick versus RCR or Junior versus RCR, everyone's gonna make a point of that one. But I mean Reddick was Reddick didn't get with, it until after he was told that he wasn't good. when he found out he wasn't coming back to junior motorsports. That's when that fire lit up underneath Tyler Reddick's ass and said, you know what? I was at Brad Keselowski racing. I was I was the next pick by Ford. I was the redheaded kid from California. Then I go to Junior Motorsports, and Junior won't even return my freaking phone call. So I have no ride for next year. I've got to do something, and i got to do it now if I'm going to be a race car driver at the top level. And that's when Tyler freaking Reddick become the redheaded sinister, the badass from California. The, the the raging cowboy that we see today, 
that's where that blossoms from, from the fact that he was getting no respect like Rodney Dangerfield. I give no respect. He didn't. He didn't get any respect. He, as a matter of fact, his damn uh, car owner and the sister looked dumbfounded in the championship circle after Tyler Reddick, Tyler Reddick won the fucking <laughs> – sorry about that. <laughs> you beat that out. Uh, won the Xfinity uh, championship. Yeah, I I think Junior just got a lot of respect as a whole. I mean, yeah, we saw him succeed as a driver. And I don't mean succeed as in, like, you know, go out and win championships. Obviously, he didn't win a cup championship. But we saw how we saw how he can be competitive and be a threat for a championship. We saw how he can be competitive for wins um, all on his own. And he went his own direction after the whole DEI, Ganassi Alliance, whatever, however you want to go with that train wreck after. Um, I mean, Dale went over to Hendrick and he made a, his own career through Hendrick. And look where he is now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I promise you, Tyler Reddick is another generational talent we have not seen the last time you're taking a kid who got a mediocre equipment in one year in one year he turned heads like you wouldn't believe reddick is the real deal and he'll prove it we're running out of time and that's just that's that's what happens when you keep me off the airways for three weeks i come back to the table and i've got so much to bring and uh, we didn't even cover (laughs) not even a fraction of all the stuff that i wanted to talk about tonight uh, because it's been exciting. Uh, racing is winding down. The season's coming to an end. I think we've got maybe a month's worth of episodes left. Um, and then uh, we'll we'll get ready for the 2021 season. Um, you know, it's, we're racing Texas this week. Uh, Texas is a, it's kind of a Joe Gibbs racetrack. Um, do you think, uh, instead of picking a driver, so to speak, and we'll, we'll, we'll pick a driver, um, uh, later on or whatever. What organization do you think is going to bring it to Texas? What what organization in the Cup Series do you think is going to bring it? I mean, you may know the driver. Is it going to be Stuart Haas? Is it going to be, is it going to be Joe Gibbs Racing? Or is it going to be Hendrick? Who's going to bring the heat to Texas? I would probably say Joe Gibbs because they have um, they have two drivers competing for who are left in the playoffs. Um, we know Gibbs how he is. Um, he's going to want Hamlin and Truex to be fighting for a championship at Phoenix. So I would say team-wise as a whole, I believe it's going to be Gibbs. Um, but maybe by – I mean, we could see Hendrick throw in there too. I guess you could say – but um, I just don't think Bowman has as much of a chance versus probably Chase Elliott. And so I I do believe, and I believe Stuart probably has enough confidence in Harvick himself. So I think team-wise as a whole, they're gonna it's gonna be more of Joe Gibbs. Um, Kyle Busch has nothing to lose. Eric Jones, I mean, now that he has a ride, I mean, he 
he still has nothing to lose really at this point. Um, so I think Gibbs is going to probably push Jones and Kyle Bush to try to do anything they can to help out with Hamlin and Truex to make sure that those two get to the final four in Phoenix. And I believe it's going to be Stuart Haas bringing the heat. Penske would be my close second. They're going to, the Fords are going to outrun them Toyotas and them Chevrolets this weekend. It's going to get hot in Texas. And, uh, you know, if, if I'm picking Stuart Haas, you can pretty much know that Stephen Harvick uh, will, will, will be the, the the deciding factor of the, the end of that race. He'll be shooting the double pistol. So the, the live side of the show uh, is complete. Uh, this will be uh, the extended side of the show that will be on the podcast. Um, but uh, I do believe that uh, we will find um, a closing uh, statement here, and we'll go ahead and, and end the show. Um, I want to thank uh, Mr. Taz Taylor uh, for being on here tonight and subbing in for Mr. Craig Moore. Uh, yeah, we got we got to get we got to get some. Uh, <laughs> got to figure out why Craig keeps ditching us, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but anyway, um, looking forward to the future plans. Just got to make sure that everybody's going to be committed to it uh, and and move this in the right direction. But. Uh, that's neither here nor there, and we'll no, no need to worry about it this week. We still got plenty of other things to talk about, and and uh, a few more shows before the end of the year. So, uh, looking forward to that. Um, I do believe uh, uh, we left some things on the table uh, for discussion, but uh, we'll pick up on those again next week. I plan on being on the show for the rest of the entirety of the season. I took a few weeks off. I had some things I needed to take care of, some loose ends I needed to tie up. Uh, But uh, you can count on me, just as always. I will be here, and I will be able to produce the show as well. So uh, no no, no worries, no frets. We'll get this thing taken care of and finish out the year strong. Um, Taz, I want to thank you for being on. So do you have anything, like, you know, that you wanted to bring to the table that didn't get discussed, maybe a, a little quick hot topic or something uh, before we before we go? I know I, I kind of threw a whole lot of stuff out there, and I'm just not sure that we were able to cover it all. Uh, but did we leave something? Is there is there something on your mind? Um, I don't think so. I will kind of say if anyone enjoyed the – the wonderful racing updates from the Speed Showcase 200 from last weekend. Um, I mean, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Did the best I could without overflowing um, on the Race Chat Live page. Um, so that happened. Content um, you bring to Race Chat Live. Any content that you then, bring to that page is awesome. Thank you for. Thank you for bringing content. And then, um, of course, this weekend at Orange County Fair Speedway, um, the Eastern States, annual Eastern States weekend is happening. Not going to be the, not going to be paying as much for the winner as the 200 lap last weekend at Port Royal, but, um, still a good amount of pay. I don't remember exactly, um, how much the winner gets, but I, I'm pretty sure it's a good, good amount of share there 
But, uh, yeah, um, expect Stuart Friesen to be running at Orange County tomorrow and Saturday, and he'll be running trucks on Sunday. All righty. Well, and like I said at the beginning of the show, we got the Coors Light Fall Classic, 26th annual, $15,000 to win. All kinds of big names and characters uh, that are going to be showing up this weekend to put their divs on $15,000. One of the very few unsanctioned super late model events that, that's left. Uh, most of these events are sanctioned. Uh, this one is not and will continue to be a standalone race that uh, brings in some of the biggest names from around the Super Lake Model uh, community. Um, And uh, uh, if you're anywhere within the area, make sure that you come on out to Wanda Motorsports Park, the house of hook this weekend, and enjoy you some classic dirt track racing at its finest. A lot of money on the line. Uh, for this for this event, so uh, we uh, have the 604s, the 602 Sportsman Series. We'll also have street stocks, factory stocks, buzz cars on Saturday night, and uh, open wheel modifieds. So uh, just a you know big event. I think seven classes, eight classes, seven classes of racing. Um, Dennis Herb Jr. has announced that he will be. At uh, Wanda Motorsports Park, Tyler Herb. I've seen his trailer in town already. You can pick up some T-shirts from the Turbo Thread Machine. Uh, he he's there uh, selling T-shirts, and he'll be one of the, my favorites to win this weekend. Um, Turbo always comes down and puts on a hell of a show when he gets to Mississippi. He's not scared of these guys, and that's something that says a lot because uh, if, if what most people don't realize. Uh, about these Mississippi boys, they don't have the kind of money, um, but they have they make that up in talent wise, and uh, so they don't you don't get cut any slack when you show up to our state racing our guys, and uh, Tyler Herb knows what he's up against every time he shows up. Uh, Chase Junigan is uh, uh, coming down as well. So guys, you keep on checking that big list, and uh, we hope to see you here at the Vol Classic. And uh, what a great night it was to be on the air. I want to thank Mr. C.J. Sport, uh, 110 Nation Sport, and uh, all of our listeners. We'll be back next week. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.